You are now listening to the Friends of Rugby podcast. Relax your anus. Balls. Thick thighs. Camille Shat. Where's his neck? Eddie Jones. Fuck, mate. We're nice now. Welcome to the Friends of Rugby podcast. What's your name? My name? Yeah. That was kind of awkward. No, it's funny. It's a joke. <laughs> I'm, I'm starting with a good joke. <laughs> DJ Steve. There we go. Okay, we got to start that again. No, that's good. Keep it. You want to keep this? I like it. Yeah? I like it. Keep going. What's Double the, down. Do you have your uh, news anchor date and time? Uh, yeah, December 24th, Christmas Eve. Uh, I don't know what time it is. We're going to be doing a Lunchtime. special year review mm, podcast. Yeah. I'm excited. I am too. Yeah. It was actually kind of difficult to like reminisce. Mine's a bit like basic, to be honest. I'm sad about that. Sorry, I just I can't look at you with your fucking... <laughs> You're going to have to because it's not going anywhere. Frank's got this light stand duct tape mic situation going on and I just can't get over it. We'll look back in a year when we have two fans when we're doing our reminiscing year in progress review and we'll remember this. I took a picture. I wish this was videoed. Yeah. Like, I've got uh, a picture of it. We're gonna, oh, I'm going to take some pictures too because yeah. this is going to be, this is gold. Have we got socials? You know, people say it'll go on the socials. Have we got socials? So I guess we'll start this off. Uh, Don't answer my question. What? <laughs> have we got socials? Um, we're start. We're gonna be having the socials. Oh soon. yeah, all right. Yeah. Can we have, can we get a like button? Yes, we will have like button. Oh, yeah, all right. Oh yeah, we'll be on all the platforms really soon. Nice. Starting a podcast was uh, a lot more difficult than I thought it was gonna be. Yeah, it was a bit of a hassle, eh? It is a little bit of a hassle. Yeah, it's fun though. Yeah, I had a hell of a week. So <laughs> yes, you did. I we're did. not even gonna get into that. Okay, yeah, fair enough. So let's start off. What's this? Let's just start out this this podcast off easy, which is a simple mm, question. Yeah, yeah. If you could sum up. 2023 in one word what would you use one word <laughs> i'm Come, just kidding oh, you don't have to. <laughs> i was excited i was gonna think of a word what would you use i think i'd make a noise actually not a word what I'd would go, it be i'd, I'd go Ugh. is that how you'd feel yeah because there's a note of disappointment there's a note of shock and also excitement so yeah all in one yeah how about you well you can, you can say a word you'd have to do a noise oh i think this was like the best year of rugby ever well, since I've started watching. I think if you're an Irish fan, yeah, there's a lot to be happy about. I think if you're a rugby fan in general. No. No. There's, there's some bad stuff. Three English teams collapsing. Welsh chaos. Yeah, but then those three English teams collapsed. New Zealand isolated. Better. Australia, of the worst I've ever That's seen them. the drama. I love the drama. Yeah, but the, if the drama means the collapse of world rugby, it's not a good thing. Mm. I think there was a ton of good rugby. There was a lot of good rugby. There was some of the best teams that were on the brink of like just being a disaster and then coming back. Like yeah, ugh, there was a lot of there was a lot of good drama this year. There was a lot of good drama. Yeah, that's true. I liked it a lot. Okay, but we can't just be like looking over the chaos and going, "This is good," because in two or three years they'll be like, "No scrums," and be like, mm, "Good drama." That's if like New Zealand have their way. Yeah. No red cards, no scrums. <laughs> no scrums, no red cards. And we're sat here going, mmm, drama. No, it's definitely not league. It's still union. Oh, okay, sure. It's painful. They're coming, you know. They're at the door. The rugby league guys. Is there any news you want to talk about before uh, we get, really get into this? 
news of the week? Not really. I think there was a few stories, but nothing groundbreaking like the R.G. Snyman news last week, which shook me to my core. Shook the world to the core? It did. Yeah. I think you and I were the only people that cared. I thought it was hilarious. <laughs> it was good. That was good. No, not really. No, we can go straight. How about you? Any news? Uh, I like that Lawrence D'Angelo bit that came out. MD Amina. <laughs> yeah. Did you hear what he said? No. He was uh, bitching about how South Africa is in the European Champions Cup. Okay. Now we're helping them out. <laughs> I kind of agree with him. Really? Yeah, I do. Yeah. Ugh. I mean, it only, I mean, it does benefit the money side of things from TV deals in South Africa, but I don't see what we're getting out of it as a, as a continent in Europe. I just don't see how playing against the top competition in the world is going to like not benefit you. Do you think you thinking it's like it's better we have them than New Zealand have them? A hundred percent. Just take them. Off they already hands. miss them. They do miss them. You listen to all their like their their pundits. Oh, they're missing South Africa. We need them back. It's yeah. a big difference. Like it's a big difference. Oh, of course it is. They bring the heat in Super Rugby. They bring physicality that New Zealand probably need to prepare for internationals with. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Well, they still got the rugby championship until the South Africa invited to the Six Nations. And then oh, what's going to happen? And then the fucking Ragnarok happens. That's what, like <laughs> the end of the fucking rugby world. If they get invited into the Six Nations, <sighs> the war zone mm. that the Six Nations is going to turn into, like it's just it's going to be too violent. Now you have another team, another grinding team. Like it's almost too much. And if if you're talking about player welfare, that's, that's what I'm. That's, that's what I'm of, getting at. That's the yeah. end of rugby. Because yeah. now you have another super physical team you gotta go through well just a whole other massive international game you've got to play every year fucking poor Italy Jesus yeah. oh no yeah. we can't say they're getting better for another year we can't say it like, it's embarrassing <laughs> they're just scraping by and then you add fucking yeah. South Africa into just the mix just another kick at the teeth while they're down <laughs> it's like oh please, shit uh, please <laughs> fuck mercy <laughs> everything's going well yeah we're gonna have a good year South Africa in the Six Nations <laughs> No, Fuck. That would, that would, they would die. That would suck. They would just well. So would a lot of other teams. <laughs> well, we have something special. We're gonna do basically team awards. Yeah, it's like today. the Oscars for rugby. Yeah, I'm excited. The friends of rugby, mm. Oscars for Friend, rugby. Yes, I like that. So uh, I think we'll just do. I'll lead this into. Uh, I'll lead us into this. Okay. So we're going to do the team of the year per position. You want to start with that? Yeah. Okay. I think it's a good one. That's like the best actor Oscar first though. No, no, no. It's not it's not like the whole team. This is like starting with dessert. We're starting with uh like we're starting with per position. Oh, okay. Yeah. Fair we're enough. not doing the team. Okay. Right? That's a whole different category. Okay. I save that for later. Right, fair enough. All right. So, team okay. per position. Okay, we're starting with the forwards. Yeah, we'll start. We'll go one to fifteen. All right, you start. Hold on, me... I want to ask you. Hold on here. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. So, who did you pick for number one? A loose head. Cyril Bay. Really? Yeah. Why is that? I. I just like him. No, I think Francis Pack. I mean, they've got a good reputation, but I think he 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 does he does the scrummaging really well anyway. But mm -hmm. I I like him around the field as well. Yeah. And he's one of the few props who didn't just look exhausted as well. He looked like hungry. He looked excited. Mm -hmm. He was involved in some of the most exciting games this year. Um, I was a close one because I wanted to go 
Tyg Furlong as well. And I think he had a really good year. Oh, he's a tight head. Yeah, wait, what are you talking about? Loose head. Oh. I was going to go Andrew Porter. <laughs> yeah. Um, actually, honestly, Tyg Furlong and Andrew Porter, similar vibe. Like, they both just look tired. And I think they're both excellent players. They just... I disagree with you on that because okay. my top loose head of the year was Andrew Porter. Fair enough. Because he's a fucking workhorse. He is. I like him. Yeah, he was my he's second. Not, he's not the best scrummager. Yeah. I would say, but he's solid. Yeah. And his work rate around the field mm. is immense. He's playing like 80 minutes every game. Yeah. He tackles well as well. Yeah. Like he he's does. Not, it's not just a scrummager. He's a player. He is. Like, he does everything good around the field, I think. Yeah. No, hard to disagree. Honestly, my list is kind of basic. So I'm hoping we have some spicy disagreements. I've got one spicy guy. Okay. So who did you have for Hooker? Dan Sheehan. Oh, you picked Dan Sheehan. Yeah, I love that guy. He's so young and fresh and exciting. And like he, he'll pop up on the wing and score a try. And a lot of hookers these days have to be athletic and everywhere. But he's kind of like, he's the modern hooker. He's the epitome of a modern hooker. And I like that, you know. Who did you think I picked? I think you picked Dan Sheehan as well. I didn't. What? This is where it gets interesting. Oh, okay. I wanted to pick him. Yeah. But I couldn't look past Bungie Mbonambi. Okay. I had to pick him. Yeah. He was amazing this year. And I think people didn't expect him to be that good. Yeah. South Africa, the, the story was, oh, they're missing Malcolm Marks, right? Yeah. Didn't feel like it in a World no. Cup final. No. He was the guy like, oh, man, if he's gone. When he came out in that final, I thought they were done for. Yeah. I was like, fuck. Yeah. Because he, oh, fuck. He had such, I, I wanted to pick Dan Sheehan. Yeah. But Bungie was... Fair enough. Yeah. Now for your tight head. Okay, I've changed my mind. Last minute change. I'm going to go Tyke Furlong. You're going to go him? Yeah. I feel bad for him, actually. No, I don't feel bad for him. He's awesome. Like, I think um, it's easy to pick based on the last game that was played. And obviously they lost the last international game they played. But I think if I forget the rest of the year he's had, which has been outstanding, like Ireland made the Six Nations look easy. Mm -hmm. It's rare you see a team from the first game. The Six Nations was kind of boring for me because I was like, Ireland won this. Like game one, I was like, they've won this. When they beat France, it was like, that's easy. Done. And I think he was kind of the key to that, actually. So what do you think I picked a tight head? I think you picked Tyke for a long I didn't. What? No, oh, okay. I didn't. Okay. I was going for, when I was looking through this list, I was going through the players yeah. of the year. Yeah. I was really going like, who shot, like who was good from this January mm. to December? Yeah. Like who was good all the way through? I appreciate that. Yeah. So I was like, and you know, Ty, he was, he kind of faded out and he still, he, looks, he still doesn't look great. I okay. told you he needs a vacation. He does need a vacation. Like, but don't forget the six nations though, you know? Yeah. And he was great. Hmm. Weenie Antonio. Oh, okay. That's yeah. a good one. Yeah. That's a good one. Yeah. <laughs> For his fucking size, he's like he huge. can play. He's got a gas tank in him. He does. Yeah, you look yeah. like this. You look at him and you're, first of all, you don't even think he plays rugby. Yeah. And then like, he's like, he's lasting five minutes. Yeah. 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 He's fit. Yeah. I thought the same about Will Skelton. I think sometimes with Will Skelton, he's on the field because he's just big. Like he's not just, he's another species. Mm-hmm. But then, like, some games he'll do stuff that's really good for a rugby player. That sounds really derogatory. But, like, I feel the same about Antonio sometimes. Like, it's like, oh, he can play rugby. He's not just fucking massive. 
Will Skelton is also like a lot. Yeah, he's a lot, lot more fit. Yeah. Than he looks too. Yeah, exactly. Like he was ready to play. I was like, eh. like yeah, if you yeah. look at him, mm. you're like he's not like, but he he can yeah. play whole games. Yeah, and and you know I, this sounds disrespectful. Maybe it is. But we Some should be the- talking about Weenie here. Yeah, <laughs> I am talking about him. So yeah. sometimes I look at him and go like, he's like, he's got a bit of a gut. He's not going to make the full eighty, and he does. Like he's fit, right? Isn't so, he like the heaviest prop in the world or something? He might be like the that? heaviest human in the world. He's <laughs> massive. No, he's awesome. <laughs> he comes in just full of cheeseburgers and then he can play 80 minutes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, that's impressive. Okay, you're going to go first with the locks, okay? Why is that? Because I went first with the, the front row. Okay, so... I just num- want I want you to have the... I think number four is going to be something we're going to go pretty similar. I think so. Tell me. Eaton Itzabeth. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, hundred percent. It was just yeah. that's just a given. It was that try against England where he just grabbed the ball. England were looking like they might sneak the game against all odds, and then he was like, "No, not today. I'm scoring a try." I just there. I don't think there was a game I've watched with him in it. Yeah, this year where like he wasn't like the best player on the field or one of them. Yeah, he's ferocious all I, year. He's like he's getting better. Yeah, he was due a dip as well. He's been playing so well for so long, and he had that injury. I thought he was going to come back and be like a lot of players after a real spell of success. Come back after a decent injury, and they they dip a bit. He didn't. Mm-hmm. He came back strong. And South Africa have so many locks that are amazing. So yeah, yeah, easy pick, eh? So for number five, you tell me first. Marcos Kramer. Okay. From Argentina. Okay, I like that you put an Argent. I've got an Argentina guy in here as well, but yeah. I'm glad you put one in there. Tell yeah. me why, though. That's an interesting He's a workhorse. Pick. Yeah? He had, like, the most tackles in the World Cup. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. He's okay. a machine. Okay. Like, oh, man. He's kind of basic now. <clears throat> yeah, he's all over the field. Like, he's just, you'd, you'd have him on any team. Argentina have been a bit disappointing this year. Yeah, well, they had a disappointing World Cup. I didn't. They're not the team of the year. No. They, just got, they got a player in there. Fair enough. Yeah, I've got an Argentinian. Yeah. Yeah, fair enough. Okay. Who did you have? I had Cameron Wokey. Oh. oh. Yeah. He's like, uh, he's kind of like Dan Sheehan for me in that he's young, exciting, fresh, happening. Um, but he can, he, he similarly, he reminds me a bit of, well, he reminds me a lot of young modern locks like Dav Jenkins, the Welsh guy. Like he's just can do a lot of things that you don't expect. He was going to be, he's, I was debating. He's fast as well for a lock. Yeah. Yeah. He gets a lot of work done. Maybe it's just his, there's just a sort of youthful energy I like about him. More of a vibe than a statistics pick. And then, uh, who do you have for number six? Courtney Laws. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh. I, I, I love Courtney Laws. He's he's even getting better. Yeah, he is. Well, he's, he's announced he's, on he's fire retiring right now. now. He's retiring from international rugby. Yeah. So this would have been, I think, his last game in an England shirt. Um, in that, in he didn't even game. play the last game. He didn't play uh, in the bronze medal match right yeah yeah he called it quits right before that yeah 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 so but for like the saints yeah he's he's still good yeah like i think i think he got mad in the match like uh last week he did yeah um i think uh he's a true blindside flanker as well like he's i think a lot of people get confused about the difference between a six and a seven and your six is kind of an enforcer as well as a flanker right and like we all know he's famous for his big hits but he's obviously still hungry to win every game and like he'll he's a leader now as well, right? 
and I like that about him. Like he, you could captain a team pretty comfortably. So that was, yeah. How about you? Who'd you pick? I just, well, for six. Yeah, you know who I picked. Mm. Peter Romani. Ah, dude's had a the man fucking year. I love to hate. <laughs> the man we all wish was in our team. The guy's a fucking warrior. He's, he's scary, and he? he's scary. Yeah. And for his age, like... Yeah, he has no right to be competing at that level. No. Well, maybe he does, but... And he was in the thick of age. it every fucking game. Yeah, yeah, he's a monster still. Yeah. Yeah, I can't deny it. Fair enough. Yeah. I kind of forgot about him then. Did you? Yeah, and it's not... Just because I'm an idiot. But, like, he was still there doing everything. I was just... As soon as I, like... Uh, as soon as I thought about that, I was like, oh, Peter. Easy pick, eh? Yeah, no, I thought that was an easier pick for me. Fair enough. Yeah. Number seven. Uh, this, this is my bias. I like Jack Morgan. I think, oh, yeah. he's, I think he's the future king of Wales, taking <laughs> Alan Wynne Jones' title. Um, we needed um, a young, exciting forward badly in Wales. Like, we produce back rowers, we produce quality back rowers all the time, but this guy is like world quality, you know? I hope he's going to be one of those guys we talk about in 10 years in terms of, you know, world 10s. How old is he, do you know? I don't know how old he is. He's young though. He's early, like you know, early twenties. He he started off, he started off at Scarlets. Then Ospreys got him. And but the the World Cup was the big thing. That game against Australia where he kicked that fifty twenty two and just stole momentum from Australia. And in the end, it was a comfortable win. But that that moment for me was where he said like, "You're not even coming close to winning this game, Australia. This is my game today, right?" And that first try where he burst through the line and passed it to Gareth Davis, like everything about him. Like he, he could play. He's like Justin Tipperick. He could put him. You could put him on the wing, and he'd probably do a good job. You know. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I love the kid. There's a lot of other good sevens in the world, though. Maybe he's not objectively the best seven, but he's the seven in my heart. And then, he guess who I picked? Vanderflier. No, no, I didn't pick uh, Vanderflier. Okay, let, hang on. Let me let me let me think a sec. Peter Steft toy. No, he's not. No. I picked Sia. Yeah, Clarice. I was gonna say that was yeah, yeah. I had to pick him. Yeah. When he was injured, I think he was injured in the rugby championship. Mm-hmm. And the way they played, and then the way they played after he came back. Yeah. Like, he is a true leader. That's what I was going to say. Like, for me, he reminds me of, like, Sam Waterburn. Like, it's his leadership qualities. He's such a classy guy as well, right? Mm-hmm. There's never a hint of pettiness or bitterness to him, right? Like, everything is good. He's such a gentleman, you know? He's, I would say, like, he's, like, South Africa's Johnny Sexton. Like when he's on the field, yeah. Like they connect in different. Like you, you tell like the games that, that this year he didn't play mm. versus the ones he did. Yeah, it, it was night and day. He's the voice on the field that links it all together, eh? Yeah, I'm glad you said that because that's about where the Johnny Saxon comparisons end for me. <laughs> yeah, so, that's a good pick there. Fair enough. Number eight. Who's your eight man? Uh, this one's a bit basic, but he fucking deserves it. Adi Savea. Oh, yeah, that's he, what I picked too. That guy just, he, he carries New Zealand. He carries <laughs> he them hard. The whole fucking team is on his back. Yeah, he carries New Zealand. <laughs> Not that they're a bad team, but he carries them. Like, he'll just pop up and do stuff, right? Like, Oh, know. man, like when you get the ball and then yeah. like, like there's like four guys trying to tackle him and he's yeah. just driving yeah, through. Yeah, 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 yeah. I fucking love there'll that. Be, there'll be rucks where there's like two or three guys secured the ball and it's like, it's their ball. It's going to come out and Adi Savea will like take on three men single-handedly and win a turnover or something. He yeah. also changes games. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, he does. Like he's a game changer. He is, he is. And he's a nice guy as well. Like see him in interviews. Like he's a really nice guy. Like I'm actually surprised he's not the captain. 
Why is he not? Because of uh, Kane. Mm. Kane's the captain. Right. Oh, that was kind of a thing. Yeah. Yeah, we could talk about that. Yeah, we, <laughs> we can get into that, that later. Yeah, we could. Okay. But uh, I'm write yeah, I think he'll be in the future. I think he'll be uh, he'll be the captain. Unless I don't, I don't know how long Sam Kane. I think Sam Kane wants some redemption. <laughs> He's kind of redeemed himself when he took that fucking red card. Yeah, but I I feel like I think he proved a point against Ireland. Yeah, he he kind of that red card did fuck them. But yeah, against Ireland, I think he shut a lot of people up. He was like, no, I deserve my position in this team. Well, yeah, he decides to play the best game of his life. Yeah. Fuck, that really bothered me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right, number nine. Uh, Who did you choose? Uh, Aaron Smith. You chose Aaron Smith? Yeah. Yeah. Well, you did as well, though, didn't you? I chose the blowjob fanatic Aaron Smith. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, not the most morally... Did you ever read his fucking text messages character. with his mistress? Oh, uh, yeah. That's why I was groaning. <laughs> make, sure, make sure that, you know, you said that I, I, you gave me a blowjob. <laughs> <laughs> so, yes, Aaron Smith yeah. is a piece of shit, but he's a fucking great yeah, guy. I mean, if you're making Antoine DuPont look a little bit average, like, yeah. I think, like, he's still, I think he's comparable. When you put the two and two together. Yeah. I think he's slightly better. I, you could argue that. Yeah. A hundred percent. And I think I think about Antoine Dupont is he's probably at times the best rugby player in the world. Aaron Smith is the best nine in the world. You know he also mean? does like the scrum half, like being a piece of shit on the field yeah. things really well. And that's what you're supposed to do. Yeah. Antoine Dupont, he's like... He's not aggressive enough, is he? He's not niggly he enough. Yeah, he doesn't have that niggle in him. Yeah, not yet, eh? hundred percent. That's yeah. that's totally true. He's almost like too confident. You want to like hate him and everyone loves him. The yeah. other team's like, oh man, I really like this guy. Yeah, 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 <laughs> like, yeah. No, you don't want to. You don't want your nine to be a liked person, do you? Yeah, as much as I didn't want to give Aaron Smith any credit. No, like, he's good, man. But he is... He had a hell of a... Yeah. Incredible. All right, here we go. Okay, you go first with 10. Fly half. You go first. Johnny Sexton. Mm, controversial. Not at all. Yeah. Why, though? Just look at the year he had. Core final exit. Yeah. Yeah. I think that was more of a coaching thing. <laughs> you know? But yeah. he, like, you know, for just, his it, age, yeah, for his age and how he played and how he, like, leads Ireland, like, he was he, in, two, in 2022 and 2023, mm. you were putting Johnny Sexton on every team. I don't think so. Oh, I hundred percent. No, I don't well. think so. I don't. I don't like legacy awards. You know, it wasn't legacy for twenty twenty two and twenty twenty three, especially twenty twenty three. They he was amazing. The quarterfinal exit though. Like this was Ireland's that, year. You can't put that down. This is Ireland's year. That's to gonna win come the up later. Cup. That's right. gonna come up later. But right. you just right. can't. I, he's a great player. I just think they were better tens this year. Who did you put? Which makes my pick seem a bit silly. Really, I picked Santiago Carreras. Oh yeah, which you know, I having said all the things you've said, this seems like dude quarterfinal exit. I mean, semifinal exit. Oh, yeah, exactly. Semifinal got further exit. Than you can't, you can't got further than Ireland. So he didn't win the World Cups. So you can't pick him. Well, go further than your guy. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I see what you're saying. They're like, yeah, I, it's a bit hypocritical of me not to pick the absolute statistically trophy holding best ten. Just pick Moanga. <laughs> <laughs> I nearly did. He's good. You could. I, anyone could. I pick like. Him. I like a running ten. Um, I like that Santiago Carreras takes the ball to the line, breaks the line. Mm-hmm. People like Bigger and Sexton, who I love as players, they're not, um, they're generals. They're... I like the general fly half. I like it as well. I just think. I think the teams work out better when they have a general more than a, a player. That's true. Right? Yeah, that's true. Yeah. They um, need that. They need that. He's like the quarterback. Yeah. 
right? He's directing the play, like like yeah. those kind of guys, like Owen Farrell's like that too. Yeah, if you broke the line, you can't see what your team's up to, I guess. Yeah. So so yeah. What I'm saying though is, I you know I like Moanga, I like Finn Russell, I like Santiago Carreras, I like those guys who take it close to the line, I like mm-hmm. the guys who break the line and, and change the game. You like the Mavericks. I do like the Mavericks. Are you Cipriani? Uh, Cip- I love Cipriani. I'm a Cipriani simp. Yeah, I love that guy. But yeah. no, the Carreras is. Um, I think he is. He was the difference between a bad Argentina and a good Argentina this year for me. Like he was the one who who took them to a semi final. I think mm-hmm. you know because he is a general as well as a running ten. So yeah. Okay, here we go. Number eleven. Kurtley Andres Aaron Aronsa. Oh, you picked him. Yeah. Yeah, I did. I, okay, so like when he came on the scene, I thought this is a wish.com Cheslin Colby. Look at this guy. <laughs> so this exactly. scrum cap that doesn't fit properly. <laughs> he looks like a child. <laughs> yeah, like just, he still looks like a kid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, you know, Cheslin Colby already had the looks like a child spot covered. Yeah. But no, he was amazing. Like, he had he had a couple of really good tries in the World Cup. Mm-hmm. Um, he doesn't look like he doesn't play like his size. Kind of like Cheslin Colby, right? Um, he he still makes his tackles. He's you know he's always where he needs to be defensively, and he's exciting and fast. He also he goes to work. Yeah, he does. Yeah, he looks like he really gives a shit. Like he's all over the place. He re- yeah, exactly. That's yeah, he's I'm not saying. afraid of anyone. No, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. He's a warrior, right? For his size, he's an absolute warrior. And I think it's good in a South Africa team, which we associate with being like absolute massive monsters, that they've got guys like that in their team, um, who you know kind of buck the trend and reinforce so you can be any size and play rugby like this guy proves it colby proves it fafta clerk proves it that guy's what five eight something like that the only thing is like in that semi-final game with england Mm. i like you're watching this game england had the clear advantage over the eyeball yeah because of like their wingers were so short yeah and their guys were so much taller yeah and they never took advantage of it and i'm just watching this game like what are you guys doing? Yeah, like, you guys have this open door like you they cannot compete because they can't get high enough. No, <laughs> like, and they just didn't like England was like fuck it, we're just gonna keep doing what we're doing. And I think South Africa, the, what, maybe won the World Cup because of their innovative tactics. You know, when they called for that scrum instead of when they called the mark, mm-hmm. you were like, are they insane? And it just works, right? Like they did things differently. I think a lot of other teams, Ireland were guilty of this as well as England, like just play to your strengths south africa was so confident in their strengths like we're going to try some things they weren't afraid of anyone they weren't man and they didn't even give a fuck no they didn't like that was like oh man they had like the the the, (sighs) can't even get my words out here yeah they didn't care about anyone else's strategy except for theirs no they were just they went into every game like yeah we're playing the game how we what are you going to do about it right yeah and i love a team like that it's like we it was a big flex yeah we'll analyze we'll analyze your game and South Africa just rock up and say, like, we're going to play this way. We don't care that you know what we're going to do. What are you going to do about it? And no one could do anything, right? So, yeah. Anyway, how about you? Wingers. Josh Adams. Oh. Oh, my boy. Yeah, you can't. Yeah. Like, this guy, he doesn't get talked about enough. He doesn't, man. I'm glad you're talking about him. Yeah. Because yeah. my list is kind of basic, actually. Because he's easily the best winger in the world, in my opinion. Mm. Why is that? Just how he plays. Yeah. Like... Every every tournament, everything he's in, who mm. has the most tries ever? Yeah. Josh Adams. Yeah. I don't think he had the most tries in this World Cup. No, but he didn't play as many games. He didn't play as many games. Yeah. But he would have. Yeah. The guy's a so. finisher. Yeah. He, he's great under the high ball. He's the full package. His defense is great. Yeah. He's another player. He could... reads the f- field really well. Yeah, he does. Like He does everything you want a winner, uh, winger to do and more. 
I think the only asterisk is he's a bit of a petulant child. Like he, he kind of. Oh, he's got some sass. I didn't know that. Did he? No, he didn't. He get carded for knocking someone on their ass in the World Cup. I wish I could remember I this. Can't clearly. remember. He did something a bit childish. I just remember him being awesome. He is awesome. Now but he's yeah. gonna be gone to the Pro D two. Yeah, well, that's not surprising. There's no one. There's no one Welsh plays in Wales anymore. Drinking so. wine, eating cheese, and just playing the occasional <laughs> game. It'll be good. It'll be good. He's another one of those players. He'll play every game if you let him. Right? Like he's really got a lot of energy. So when yeah. I first started uh, watching rugby, I'd always get him and George North confused. Really? Yeah. For some reason, too. I always got those two. They're completely different players. Yeah, they don't even look. Like, they don't uh, even look like yeah. But I was like, oh, which one's which? I was like, yeah. uh, he's got. Is quite... that the guy that's brain is like oatmeal? Which one is? <laughs> which one has the oatmeal brain? <laughs> Uh, okay, so, so uh, who's your twelve? Bundyaki. Yeah, me too. Yeah, yeah, hard to argue with that. I think everyone's choosing that after his year. Yeah, I was actually struggling to think of anyone else in that position who came close to him this year. It was different. Like I'm still like right now. I'm like who, who was comparable? Uh, Aki kind of brought back the big hard crash twelve, and then he mixed it up by breaking the line throwing in an offload throwing in a step like he started the year by and the world cup you know i'm gonna smash over you also no things. one gets through him no no one gets by him no he's a monster yeah yeah, yeah totally yeah that's ugh. like name another 12 like who comes close I'm, I'm really struggling like maybe like manu like 10 mm, years ago yeah. yeah yeah he had a year and he was another one similar to that's where i thought he's due a dip or he's getting on no not this year all right, so now you're number 13. Uh, I put Jesse Creel. Oh. Yeah. I didn't watch I didn't watch a lot of his no, I watched a, I've watched a fair amount. I didn't watch all of his games obviously. Is that because you rushed the list and you're like, "Oh, I need a name." Oh, and that's no, the no. first one that came to your name. No, cuz I could if I'd have done that, I'd have dialed it in. <laughs> I think this is actually one of my more controversial choices. I think there are probably people who would say they're better 13s. I think um just the last couple of games he played for the Springboks in the World Cup like he he just looked really, really hungry. And he was another player I felt like, oh, he's winning them this game, you know, like he's a game changer. My 13 I picked. Mm. It's definitely better. Okay. Who do you think I picked? Let me think. Um, Ring How? Rose? No. Okay, that yeah, that might have been a bit basic. Oh, it's a Scottish guy. No. Oh. No, 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 no. Okay. I wanted to pick Ring Rose. Okay. But there was someone that was more... Gail Ficou. No. Oh, okay. Oh, that was a good one too. Uh, I like him. Rico Ioni. Really? Yeah. Okay. Man, he was like, he like did some game saving mm. tackles. I like really, you know what? I kind of like defensive players. Yeah, you do. Yeah, yeah I, I do. But this guy's, he's stopping tries mm. and scoring tries. He is. Yeah, like he. he is. That's yeah. what I felt about Creel. I felt like he was doing everything. You know, he came off the, I came off the final, just covered in blood. Proper warrior. Like I saw him change. Like I, I like I love those players that change games. Artie Sevilla is one of those guys. He is. Yeah, Rico is like exactly like that too. Ayoani has been playing outside center for a little while now, yeah, but he started, started on, on the, the wing. wing. Yeah. So he's pretty versatile as well, right? And he does seem to have bulked up a bit as well. He's young still too. He is kind of young. So he's got. We're gonna be seeing more of him. Which is good because I'm surprised he hasn't gone overseas yet. A lot. Well, he may still go to Japan. But after he's done a bit more super rugbying, right? But a mm -hmm. lot of a lot of the best All Blacks have just retired, so they're going to need guys like him, you know. And um, then uh, who did you pick for number fourteen? Damien Beno. That's who I picked too. Yeah, it's statistically it's hard to argue with that. Yeah, like, I think I, he's probably the best rugby player right now currently. 
Mm, in the world really oh yeah statistically you might be right yeah i mean i know it's subjective because of the different positions but yeah statistically he's scoring so many fucking tries and he's just yeah he's all over the place in every game Mm. yeah i would probably say like right now Mm. as it stands he's probably the best rugby player in the world right now okay in the last like yeah month okay like he's just i want to disagree with you but i'm i'm racking my brain going like okay maybe yeah maybe like I just can't think of anyone that's just more impactful in the game. Yeah, yeah. Fullback of the year. This is going to be an yeah. interesting. You go first. I'm very interested to hear your choice. Thomas Ramos. Oh, okay. Actually, that's good. That's yeah. good. It's a yeah. Okay. I wanted to that. pick. I wanted to pick Hugo Keenan. Mm, I thought you were going to pick Hugo. Keenan. I was going to pick Hugo Keenan because he is just the most reliable fullback in the world. He's exciting as well. Like, yeah, he's got he's really good. good feet. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> he just. Like he, yeah, he's the most reliable fullback in the mm, world. Yeah, but Thomas Ramos, like, yeah, he's he wins games. He does. He can play ten as well. You know, he that? can play ten, play yeah. wing, he can play anywhere. And, Beastly uh, boot. Yeah, I think like his, like yeah, his skill set mm. is it's just it's so vast. Like you have to put him as like the best fullback in the world. How many French guys did you pick? I picked. Let me take a look here. I picked one. Three. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I picked three. Yeah. Who did you pick? For fullback. fullback, Will Jordan. He didn't even play fullback <laughs> in any games. Had, he hasn't played to, fullback in any to, games. I just had to put him in there. He's a good fullback. He's Shut your face. Every Shut your face. I had to put him in there. I love Will Jordan. No, I really like Will Jordan. <laughs> um, He was kind of like, I remember Jordan Lama when he was playing for Leinster in Ireland. Mm-hmm. Like, he was one of those guys who. You know, there'd be three guys in front of him ready to tackle him, and he would just somehow step around them. And then he kind of his form dipped a bit. And I think for me, Will Jordan is a similar player where if he's playing on a team, I'm scared. He's I am not. He picks up the ball from the most awkward bounces. He's so fast. He's I, fast. He's always where he needs to be to score a try. Like I just my thing with Will Jordan is if he he's like uh, Henry um, Arundel. Arundel. Yeah. yeah, he's exactly like him. How so? If he doesn't have the ball, he's gone. He's banned. He's like a p- pretty much a spirit just floating around on the field. Like, <laughs> you think so? Yeah, he's like a fucking poltergeist. <laughs> like, he's just, you know, oh, shit. Oh, yeah, he's playing. Like, he's one of those guys that really? you have to feed him his success. Really? Yeah. Oh, I don't think so. I like, think as he long as he's in the chaos. Like, he's, he scores a lot of tries, but he's he's getting fed those tries. Like, he's not, like... I disagree. Yeah, like I, that's how I feel about like I don't I'm not worried about if he and if he's playing on an opposite like his opposite wing yeah has got his number yeah or is not gonna like put up with his shit he's basically fucked really yeah mm. okay yeah. that's how I feel about fair him. enough fair enough yeah, yeah I like him you are right though he didn't play a lot of fullback no he never played fullback I don't think he played fullback at all for shit. the All Blacks <laughs> so well he's my but he's, he's played fullback in my heart yeah he is you know whatever he's gonna play uh, fullback for the Crusaders though. You know, so it's not all about fucking World Cup, Steve. You know, that's what I'm saying. That's the highlight. Yeah. There uh, you go. That's our team of the year. I think I think we both had some interesting picks. It wasn't too bad. I was kind of worried. I went a bit too basic. No. No. Yeah. I didn't think it was too basic. I'm glad you. I'm glad you picked. Uh, glad you picked an Argentinian as well. I think they deserve a little bit of love. I um, went all over the place. I did. Yeah, that's good. I was digging through because I was. I was actually having trouble yeah picking the guys i was like ah oh, who did i i was like ah oh. 
Some sometimes I think Squidge did a video where like he will pick people who play for something like Portugal or Uruguay, yeah. right? And I really appreciate that because the, a, a good player in a team we don't think is a good team, mm-hmm. if you put them in a tier one quote unquote team, they'd be world beaters, right? And this is what I was talking to you about Dan Bigger the other day. It's like sometimes I thought he was. I might sound a bit silly but i thought he was the best 10 in the world cup because dan bigger and a mediocre team would be an incredible player in a winning team and i feel like we need to give some love to some of the up and comings but we didn't so whatever yeah i think i got i I like my choices yeah me too i was comfortable with them at the end there was yeah there were some i was debating Mm. i was debating about but uh i want to give you a little hooker i debated about yeah like some of them just chose themselves. Eben Etzebeth was my easiest pick. Yeah, I thought that Eben, Artie, uh, Bundyaki, and Etzebeth were my easiest picks. Bundyaki, uh, yeah, Etzebeth. Oh, and Damian Pano. Never mind. There were three easy picks. And Artie Sevilla. And uh, Artie Sevilla was an easy yeah, pick. That okay, was an easy pick too. Yeah, there were yeah, some. Yeah. There were some easy picks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. I thought Louis said was pretty easy for me too. I was like uh, Andrew Porter. He's playing mm. everywhere. Hooker, I debated on. It's interesting that neither of us went for uh, World Cup finalist props, though. No, because I think like, um, there was players that just had more, like there was just more to their game mm. than some of the just South scrumming. African props. Yeah, yeah. Because uh, what's that big guy's name? I don't. I can't even say his name. Their tight head, Mimverber. <laughs> I can't even say it. For who? I fuck up everyone's name anyway. Don't worry about it. Yeah. But, uh, or like Vincent Koch or like... Vincent Koch. Koch? Yeah. I think so. I think it's like Dutch, like Van, Van Gogh. Van Gogh. Van Gogh. I guess people say Van Gogh. Whatever. I think before, next time when we record, if it's any name, I'm just going to practice it like 12 times. <laughs> yeah. That's okay. You're Canadian. You know, it's not part of your vernacular. Yeah, that's right. Just don't worry about it. Yeah, it's fine. People think it's cute. Part of my like thing. Our fan thinks it's cute. Yeah. All right, let's get to the next award. All right. Game of the year. Game of the year. Mine's going to sound biased. Do you want to go first? No, you go first. All right, I'm going to say Wales, Fiji in the pool stages of the World Cup. Ooh. Uh, Obviously in Welsh, so I was excited. But I thought we played really well. I thought we had the game won by about 50 minutes. Dude, the ref gave you that game. No, he didn't. (laughs) Fiji gave us that game. (laughs) Fiji just, you know. Um, I thought it was exciting because I thought we were going to see a lot of low-scoring slugfests, which we did see, which were compelling games, mm-hmm. right? Ireland-South Africa was that kind of game, although a lot of people saying best game of rugby I've ever seen. It was a really good game of rugby. I like tries, though, you know? And I saw a lot of great tries in that Fiji game. F- I loved seeing Fiji step up, right? I'm I'm a little bit sad they lost. Not that sad. Obviously, I wanted to progress. But I'm really happy with their progress. It's such a shame they lost their 10. I think that would have been a different game. Um, And it was, you know, for me, it was one of those games where had we lost that game, potentially we're out of the World Cup, but I thought I've never been happier to lose to Fiji in those circumstances, you know, not like 2007 where they kicked us out of the World Cup. But Can you think of the game that I picked? I think you're going to say, I think you're going to say Island South Africa. <laughs> Fuck, you caught me right on. I mean, it was a good game. It's hard to disagree. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's, but it's, it was, I that get it. That game had me on the edge tell of my me. seat. Yeah, tell me about it. It was like watching a, like a, a spooky movie. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> my heart was racing. Yeah. I love chess match 
Yeah. I love chess match rugby. Mm. I fucking love that style. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. The score's low. Yeah. It's tight. Yeah. And there's just the inches. A single mistake yeah. is going to change the game. And then, like, they brought in that 7 1 split against them. Like, yeah. Fuck you, Ireland. And it didn't make a difference at all. Yeah. 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 Right. And I was like, oh, fuck you guys. Yeah. And LeBoc missing kicks. Yeah. Yeah. So it just added a layer of kind of drama to it. Yeah. I yeah. think everything that they, everything that South, people were worried about South Africa doing when mm. they did all their selections and stuff and bringing players that they brought, yeah. that got exposed mm. in that game. Which I think was kind of good, for, good South for South Africa. Africa. Because they're like, okay, shit, they, they can take advantage of it. They were a little too confident, yeah. I thought, going yeah. into that game. Yeah. Right? Especially with the 7 1 flex. Mm. I'm going to call it that now. The, the 7 1, one flex. flex. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, that's what I was talking about earlier. They won the World Cup because they were confident enough to try things. And you're right. They were like, we're going to be real confident, go into this game, try some things. And they learned from it. What did Ireland learn? You know? That they shouldn't pick the same players every, every single, single game. Every single game. Yeah. Like I could see what Andy Farrell was trying to do. He was trying to create create some like uh, cohesion, like really good. He was good. He was yeah. probably trying to be the most cohesive That's team right. in the thing. But I think it, it was just an experiment that didn't work out. But I mean, it's, it, it was, you'll learn. It's hard because the the games Island lost, the game Island lost. It was so close anyway, mm-hmm. right? It literally came down to a point, right? Was it three? No, it was close. Anyway, it was, it was like a score four points, so. four four six points, or something like that. Something like that. But, but uh, I think well, this World Cup was like mm. probably one of the first ones in a long time where like there was a whole crowd that could have won it. There were four teams that could have won it, yeah. 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 South I, Africa, <laughs> France, New Zealand, and uh, Ireland, yeah. I think there was a lot of teams that stepped up that could have gone all the way. I think I think it's I think it was even bigger than that. I uh I'm I'm happy I'm not happy to see New Zealand not be as good as they are, but I'm happy other teams can beat them now. I think for me, though, it is sad to see Australia, England, Wales, potentially Argentina. I thought England could have won the World Cup. I don't think they could have. I thought, I thought, I, th- I thought when they were going to win that game, mm. I, I was like, they're going to win the World Cup. If they win, if they beat South Africa in this game, yeah, they're winning the World Cup. I was like, they'd have confident. New Zealand in a final. Oh yeah, you think so? I think they have a lot of tools mm. that would have made it easier for them to beat New Zealand than yeah. it was for South Africa. Really? Oh yeah. Strong words. And especially since they were bullying, like they bullied. South Africa. I feel like that is their tool, though. I mm-hmm. don't see what other tools they've got. And I think they would have done the exact same thing. I think they would have came in red hot mm. against uh, New Zealand. George Ford just kick and drop goals while they batter them up front sort mm-hmm. of thing. New Zealand's afraid of kicking, too. Yeah. So they would have been like, oh, what is he doing? What is that? Is that even in the rule book? <laughs> 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 yeah, that was my game of the year. Okay. I really wanted to pick... Um, I was also going to pick the South Africa... New Zealand game where they first brought in the seven one flex. <laughs> I thought that was great. I loved that, that was, game. That, yeah. that was <laughs> a banter game, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah. I was like, what the fuck are these guys yeah. doing? We t- if we're talking about uh, club games as well, the Leinster La Rochelle final was a hell of a game. Yeah. That was a hell of a game. Yeah, that was you a know, that was on a on the edge of a fucking knife that game for me. That was the the pinnacle of club rugby this year, and that was probably one of the best club rugby games I've ever seen. But you know, can't argue with internationals though. All right, our next question. Mm. This is going to be interesting here too. Coach of the year. Oh, you you're going to be no, very. You got to tell me first. No, you got to go. No, please do yours first. I Why? Need to, I need to because I've got two names written down. Well, how did you write two names? Because I didn't follow the brief. Oh my gosh, it's upsetting. It's too difficult. Well, this one's going to surprise you. Okay. Take a guess. Are you going to pick Warren Gatland? 
No, ah, not gonna pick Warren Gatlin. Okay, he could though. He did. Yeah, he, he did a yeah. lot. I mean, he just came yeah. back and does. I would. What he does I wouldn't best. be uh, if anyone picked him as coach of the year. That was. Uh, I'm gonna pick <laughs> Eddie Jones. No. <laughs> Ian Foster. Oh, okay. That was gonna be my. Okay, well, tell me why. The shit that he went through. <laughs> like, this redemption fucking, arc. Like this guy's crying alone in the in his office. <laughs> like the abuse that he took. Yeah. Over the last year. Yeah. And to bring his team to the World Cup final, mm. I was like, "That's what? What is a coach of the year? Like yeah. the adversity that he faced, and then he still like with a straight face went through the whole thing. Like his team was fighting for him. He took it like a champ, didn't he? He did. Yeah, he did. Like that whole country was against him. Yeah. He had his whole fucking country. A country who is used to winning World Cups yeah. and expects like, to win World Cups. There's people that have like fucking murdered people in New Zealand, and then they were probably would have given that person more of a free pass than Ian Foster. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah, yeah, okay. And he, yeah. So I just like after that, after seeing like, especially like I've, I've seen some interviews of him recently. Mm. Yeah, and stuff, and like the shit that he had to go through, and then he still, like, just straight faced it the whole way through kept sam kane as captain yeah to his guns everyone was telling him to do different things yeah and he just stuck to his guns yeah. and then they go to a world cup final yeah and they didn't look out of place there nope you know they're always good like everyone like it's like uh i didn't think they were gonna win the world cup no this year but they could have yeah they could have they definitely could have yeah they could've. i don't think anything put the past they'll always be that team they'll always be yeah they'll always be semis and finalists won't they so who's your coaches of the year? I'm just gonna yeah, I'm gonna stop being a coward. I'm gonna pick Andy Farrell. Oh, yeah. um, he took over from Joe Schmidt, and I don't think people knew what to expect because he hadn't really been able to prove himself as a head coach, and he hasn't put a step wrong since. Right? I feel like what his plan was. We were just talking about it a second ago. His plan going into the World Cup by keeping the same lineup was to build momentum. If this team stays together and plays together, our strength is confidence. And we'll just keep that ball rolling until it becomes impossible to stop. And that's what they did in the Six it Nations. It also shows like how much confidence he has in his players. Right, too. right. It's also Ireland's weakness. They're not good at exposing their up-and-coming players to those big pressure games. And that showed. And they're not as good at innovation. They really, They have a complete game plan. Mm-hmm. Right, it's really hard to beat them, but they don't do anything different. All that to say, though, like Farrell will be better next year, I think, because he'll start introducing little different bits here and there. Well, he has to. He well, has I think to. he did. It, I think he did a good job throughout the year too, because they they were bringing those development Ireland teams around with them mm. on their tours. But you know, if you're starting the same people in the same position every game, it doesn't matter what development, what exposure these lads are getting in different games. You know, they've got to be playing big games. They've got to be playing World Cup semi-finals, Six Nation decider matches, and they will. I know a big thing like that I've seen when people break down like World Cup winning teams mm. that cohesion in the team is is like the most important it, it thing. Is, it is. But then yeah. South Africa blew that out of the water. Yeah, because they were grabbing guys from like fucking japan yeah france they didn't give a fuck like yeah. oh hey, this guy's playing in like in toronto we'll just... yeah yeah yeah. <laughs> they don't give a fuck. yeah so and it was it was why i was saying i'm gonna stop being a coward because my second pick was rassi right um i don't really know what jack ninabad does all i see is rassi's blueprint on that team i just see this 
big, confident, massive dick flopping out onto the team sheet going, <laughs> yeah, I'm going to play eight forwards in my subs bench. What are you going to do about it, right? I feel like that is kind of a media creation, that Razzie is more involved than he is. But when you watch the final scenes, he's the guy shouting orders at people. He's because he's, he's the, the rock guy star of the team with plane signals to the field, right? But I think those two work in tandem very Probably. well. Probably, I'm yeah. just trying to sensationalize it. And I think Probably. behind closed doors, they're like there's a back and forth going on there that they just work really well together. Probably. And Razzie's like the face of the team. But why are we talking about him if Ninamba is the actual coach? You know. Because I, I, I think because how much media attention he gets. Maybe, eh? I, I Maybe would, it's just I would, sensationalism. Uh, yeah. Okay. He's everywhere. Everyone wants to talk to him. Mm. Jock's just like sitting in the background doing his job. I saw a video of him drinking rum and Cokes, having the best time just like <laughs> dancing. I just want to I just want to hang out with him, drink beers with oh, him. Oh, he'd be a good time. He would. He eh? would be a he good would. time. Yeah, he yeah. would. Yeah, anyway, I like it. But you know, my, my, my choice is Andy Farrell because he's really good. hate to say it. He's really good. I would say he's yeah he's probably one of the best coaches in the world right now. Yeah, he'll he'll coach the Lions. I've I, I hope put, so. I put money on it. I'll put money on it, and he'd be a good choice, right? Mm-hmm. Um. So yeah, that's my coach. All right, the big one, player, the <laughs> player, the player of the year. Who did you pick? I wrote something down and I regret it. Who did you write down? I wrote Quagga Smith. Oh, did you? Because every time that guy comes on, he wins the game. He comes on and immediately does a turnover. Mm-hmm. You know, like he's the um, he's the most incredible impact serve I've ever seen. Just comes on and like doesn't matter where he is or what he's doing. Comes on, wins a turnover, straight away, right? Well, there's honestly like forty guys you can pick for Player of the Year. This was this one was really hard for me. Yeah. So I went for uh, more of a like a, I went for the story. Okay. Who had the best story? Martin I thought it was Sia Khaleesi. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Tell me. He just leading two uh, two World Cups. Yeah, leading the team. His yeah. inspiration. Yeah, everything about him. It's like movie worthy at this stage. It is. Eh? He's he is. He, they're gonna make a movie about him. Yeah. Hands down, they'll make a movie about him. Do you think Idris Elba would play him? <laughs> I would watch that. <laughs> All right, Idris, you're gonna play twenty three year old Siakalisi. He's not twenty three, is he? No, like Siakalisi is like no. thirty. Three yeah, year, yeah, yeah. thirty. Oh, I see. Well, like, like, yeah, like he'll, he'll play him like throughout all the ages. Uh, I would watch. He's like that. sixteen. It's, it's just all about. I would watch. <laughs> trying to play a teenager. You <laughs> would do it. In his biography. You can do it. What are you talking about? He's amazing. Yeah, yeah I oh, had. I had to pick him. Fair enough. Yeah, that's good. Like he's the. I would say he's the best rugby captain mm. in the world. Oh yeah, and I, like I was saying earlier, there's never a hint of bitterness, even when they lose. And he was when he uh, he was talking to like Welsh media. Um, when they beat us in that world warm-up and they absolutely hammered us. And he was just like, you know, we've been there, guys. We know what it's like to lose and to to be on a bit of a downer. You'll be back. We believe in you. And it was just like, you could just say fair play, you know? But he, like, gave this heartfelt, considered point about our national side. And then he even said, like, thank you in Welsh to, like, the presenter. It's like, there's anything this guy can't do, you know? He's like, take home to your parents' material, you know? 100%. Like, just do this. Like... Uh, choose 2023 mm. choose a player to be the ambassador of the sport for planet earth he could for meet planet the earth. fucking aliens yeah when the aliens come in send in Sia yeah yeah you're sending Sia yeah and he'd yeah. be like you know I know you aliens have had a rough time with resources on your home world you want to borrow ours <laughs> but we know what it's like guys you're we know what it's like. <laughs> yeah. then he'll say something in an alien language 
Yeah, like yeah, I had to choose him. Like, Fair like, like there was tons of players I could have chose. Oh, me too. I feel like my choice is kind of dumb now. I just like Quagga Smith when he comes on and he's just like rocking, rocking everyone's world. Yeah, it's it well, I, I, I actually, I kind of, I like that pick. Okay, good because I like your pick and I'm jealous. It's not as good as my pick, but no, it's it's, I like your pick. <laughs> Shit. Yeah, fair enough. I'll, I don't think there's I'll, there's a lot of people that, that most people wouldn't pick Quagga Smith as player of the year. No, but that makes it. Seem but stupid I think it deserves it. Insightful. I think it's completely okay, legit. I'm glad because I'm yeah. worried to sound like an edge lord. Yeah. Fair enough. Okay. No, no, because he's a player that. that not a lot of people talk about, but he mm. like the impact that he has. Yeah. It's not talked. He's he's like the, um, he's like the Josh Adams of forwards. <laughs> that's exactly. Yes. That's exactly. Well, it. Josh Adams gets to start games though. That's the difference. That's true. You know, but uh, anyway, I like Quagga yeah. Smith. Good guy. All right, here we go. Letdown of the year. Oh, okay. this could be a game. This could be a team. This could be a person. It could be anything. What did you pick? Scotland. Scotland. You know, and yeah. I'm going to make some enemies right now. Okay, so I get the whole narrative around the World Cup draw. I understand mm-hmm. that it is unfair and that it should be picked close to the time based on seedings. Mm-hmm. But there felt like this Ireland South Africa love in for Scotland, where they were just defending them like oh i know we absolutely hammered you in the pool stage of scotland but you deserved so much better this is the best scotland team i've ever seen you deserve so much better like scotland didn't fire a shot right i get that the world cup draw was a little bit unfair but they didn't really make any case for being the best scottish team ever right they they got beaten soundly by ireland and south africa in their group stages and this is the best scottish team we've ever seen like come on i thought the pool stage excuse was only used by the fans and pundits. Fair enough. That's yeah. why I, I don't think Scotland. No, that's a that's a fair point. It. That's a fair point. I knew they were gonna have a tough, but like they yeah. knew if you're gonna win a World Cup, you have to be the best. That's that's what I'm saying, right? Yeah. And I, obviously they knew that. And actually, I've seen some Scottish players since say that. In fact, Finn Russell mm-hmm. said that the other day. Mm-hmm. So yeah, fair enough. I guess I'm I'm disappointed Scotland didn't step up because this is one of the best Scottish teams, the most exciting Scottish teams I've seen, and they didn't fire a shot in the World Cup. But you're also right that. That negativity around the fairness of the World Cup draw came from pundits and fans, not the Scottish fans or the team. Because as a fan, I didn't like it. No, I wouldn't like it. I didn't like it at all. I'd be ranting about it as well. Yeah, and I think it's fair to rant about that. Fair enough. And I think maybe I'm saying then separate the two instances. Scotland Mm -hmm. should have done a lot better if they were expecting to win anything. And being upset about the draw is fair enough. Yeah, I just thought like the two teams in their pool, like the two best teams in the world at the moment, and then they got to like... But that's what annoyed me, that narrative. It's like, you're going to have to play them at some point. You may as well... They didn't give them a game, though. That's yeah, what but disappointed I don't think anyone, anyone was going to think Scotland was going to win the World Cup. Like, think, that's the thing. That's the thing. They, they like, did. It wasn't that they were going to win the World Cup. It's that their, their World Cup was getting cut short. No one has a free as ride a fan, into a quarterfinal, though. No. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. And as a fan, like... Like I want to see them go into the quarterfinal. If I was a Scottish fan, I'd want to see yeah. them get into the quarterfinal. I didn't think they were going to win the World Cup. If I was a Chile fan or a Portugal fan, I'd want to see them get into the quarterfinal. Mm-hmm. No one gets a free ride, right? That's what I'm saying. 100. percent You know? Yeah, but I, I get it. I get. I get why people are pissed but off. But I don't think Scotland themselves. I don't think they were bitching about that. At maybe all. not. Maybe not. That's they were probably. Enough. They probably yeah. liked it. Yeah, but it's my letdown. Turn some heads here. My letdown was them in those two games though, because they looked pretty good in the Six Nations, but they've never looked like they can beat anyone in the top four right? no and i i think that's sad because it's like now is your time to step up and they didn't even fire a shot i, f- I feel like it's a depth thing it is a depth thing yeah it is they a have a really thing. good starting 15 and they then got they kind of real mavericks in the starting 15 and then it kind of goes down like they almost beat uh new zealand i think it was last year yeah they almost beat them they, and if it wasn't for their lack of depth 
Because as soon as they started switching mm-hmm. out players, yeah. the game started changing. And as soon as uh, New Zealand started switching yeah. out their players, yeah. like they were just bringing out like rock stars. Yeah. Right? And then Scotland didn't have anything left. Scotland stopped bringing out South Africans. <laughs> yeah. So it's like, oh, yeah, fuck. Yeah, what do yeah. we got left I here? think I'm projecting a bit because I think Wales went through a phase where we were winning Grand Slams and we were being talked about as we, at one point, br- very briefly, we were the number one ranked team in the world. But it's like a boxer who never fights people in their prime, right? Everyone's like, oh, you're the best right now, but you're never fighting anyone who's as good at you at the current moment. And and Wales, we could never beat the Southern Hemisphere teams when we were as good as we were. Mm-hmm. And it feels like that with Scotland right now, as good as they're supposed to be, they just can't beat anyone important, right? Yeah, they'll beat Wales in England, but, you know, that's not, that's not changing the world, you know? Can you guess who I picked? I love... A letdown? Yeah, letdown of the year. Australia? No. No? No. Mm. I was kind of not expecting anything from them anyways. No, me too. It's why it was <laughs> disappointing. I didn't expect Even nothing. with Eddie Jones, I was kind of like, just the way they played, they play, I, was yeah. just, I wasn't really expecting much. No. Nope. I picked Ireland. Oh. Let down of the oh, year. Okay, yeah. All right. I thought they did everything. Like, that That was theirs. Mm, it was. What more could they have done? The yeah. opposite to Scotland almost, right? Yeah. Like, they had beaten everybody. They yeah. had beaten everyone important. And yeah. like they they had it on a plate, right? We know we can beat New Zealand. We know we can beat South Africa. Sorry, mm-hmm. I'm taking your story. You talk. That's fine. That's fine. That's exactly what I was gonna say. They just everything, all the cards were aligned. Mm. Guys were healthy. Yeah. They just had everything in and then just the last point. Like that yeah. New Zealand game, they didn't yeah. take. And they should have took it. Mm. And they didn't. Yeah. Yeah. And they could have. They could have won that game. They could have won that. Well, yeah, they could have won that game. And yeah, I thought that was just like all like four years of just like of a storybook tale. Yeah. And just to come crashing down in that quarterfinal, especially the quarterfinal, the whole like symbology of that whole thing. Like, yeah, 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 their, yeah. The, the haunting of the quarterfinal. Like this yeah. is what they led up to. Yeah. Like if they would have won that quarterfinal. Yeah. I think that would have been. This, all the success they didn't need. They didn't even have to win the World Cup no, for me. They just break the get yeah. the monkey off the back. And then and the fact that they couldn't do that and they didn't do that, yeah. it's just like, oh man, all this. It was such a waste. I felt like all like four years. Yeah. And I was like, oh man. Yeah. You, I was emotionally distraught after that I, game. I would yeah, I would have been as an island. Because now it's like all over. You couldn't have written a better World Cup four year cycle, could you? No. They didn't have that many significant injuries. They'd beaten South Africa. They'd beaten New Zealand mm-hmm. convincingly. Mm-hmm. The Six Nations looked easy, mm-hmm. right? They walked through that Six Nations in 2023. Mm-hmm. And that South Africa pool stage game where they beat them, yeah, South Africa learned some lessons. But you thought, who can beat? Ireland hadn't been beaten in a they long almost... time. Well, here's a here's an interesting fact. Yeah. So when they played New Zealand, yeah. they were 17 games in a row. That's Wow. So if they would have won that game, they would have they would have got 18 games in a row, which would have been the the, the world record yeah. of the most international. Yeah. So the last team mm. to attempt that, yeah, uh, it was, it was Engl- New Zealand, right? No, it was England. Oh, okay. So England was on 17 games. Yeah. Ireland beat them oh. to stop them from getting that 18 game. The team before that, yeah, was New Zealand. It's like the wheel of time. And Ireland beat them. Oh, no. To stop them from getting that 18th game. So there was a couple curses, I thought. There's, going, some, there's like, a couple rugby. There's some rugby, astrological that, shit. Having that, play, that 18 yeah. games in a yeah, row. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was like, yeah, there was like the, the, the quarterfinal mm. hex, yeah. you know, 
So I think what's sad about it as well is Ireland seem like a pragmatic team. Like if you'd asked them about this quarterfinal, they'd be like, that was a different team. We've we've literally never thought about it. Andy Farrell is this super pragmatic guy. It's like, yeah, mm -hmm. I don't even I've not thought about it once. But then when they did lose, you start to wonder in his deepest, darkest dreams, in his diary, he's like, tomorrow is the quarterfinal. 100% you were thinking about that. The monkey is on our back and he's like sweating in bed. Like none of them slept. None of them slept, yeah. <gasps> what <Yeah>. was that? <laughs> can you just go... <laughs> Tag, just... can you just go check the closet? There's a quarterfinal in there. I saw a 25% written on the wall. <laughs> is there a quarterfinal underneath my bed? <laughs> like they... Yeah, it does haunt them. I guess so. And it's always going to be a thing. I guess so. Imagine being like that and never getting past quarterfinal imagine playing New Wales Zealand. do that for fun yeah we, oh, easy give us a yeah, we eat quarterfinals <laughs> like usually fuck. what am I talking about no uh, they played New Zealand in both this World Cup and last World Cup's quarterfinals so they don't have that going for them either yeah and that's you know, another thing too mm. yeah they both South Africa did that to England two, mm. two World Cups in a row too mm. so like man there's gonna be every time Ireland play New Zealand now like there's gonna be it's always gonna be a huge match now that's almost like the new international They built rivalry. a rivalry, haven't they? They do. Yeah, they have. I like that. Yeah, yeah they definitely built a rivalry. Because New Zealand hates it because they don't think they should be losing to a team like Ireland. No. Right? no. They're only allowed to lose to South Africa once every two years as far as their media is concerned. But what a slap in the face. Yeah. All that build up. And then like New Zealand gets the last laugh. <laughs> so a letdown just in terms of like the emotion of it. Because I don't think Ireland did too much wrong. I think maybe a no. little bit tactically, but mm -hmm. you know, tiny margins. Nothing that I could criticize really. But to, to yeah, to have that whole build up to, for mm. it to fizzle into nothing. Yeah, was uh was a big letdown. Yeah, that was, was the biggest letdown of 2023 for me. Fair enough. All right, here we go. Team of the year. Dun, 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 dun. Rugby team of the year. You got to go first on this one. I am gonna pick France. You're going to pick France? Yeah, I like France. I think they've got a really exciting young squad. Yeah, they uh, they didn't progress in the World Cup as far as they wanted, and they didn't win the Six Nations. I think they've got such an incredible coaching team. I love Sean Edwards. I miss him every day. The picture on my wall. Mm -hmm. um, and I think they, they have a, a real mix of youth and experience. They probably got one of the best players in the world in DuPont. They've got Penault. Ramos, their pack's monstrous. There's just so much potential there. And I don't really care that they lost the World Cup in their backyard because I think they've still got so much to go. And I think because of the narratives around Ireland and South Africa and New Zealand seem more prominent, I like the, just the things you're talking about. You know, you were talking about the disappointment of Ireland. We were talking about Sio Khaleesi and the story of South Africa. And there's such a narrative around New Zealand of them being kind of isolated now and a little bit of a fall from grace that France are able to fly under the radar a bit, but are still probably one of the best teams. They're in the top four, obviously, right? But I think they Well, could, they were like one of the favorites to win the World Cup. Of course Cup. they were, and they could be they any one four. of those teams on the yeah. day, and I think they will next year. That's my kind of prediction. I think they're going to they're gonna do a lot of stuff next year. I, yeah, when you look at their uh, like under-20s teams and their, yeah. their teams and what's coming up yeah. down the pipeline there, yeah, they're financially stable as well, yep. which England can't say, Wales can't say, Ireland can say. Gelty is like also a really good coach. He is, and I think he came into the team with a lot of sort of criticism, and people thought he's a bit of a an idiot or a maverick. But now he's proved everyone wrong. Like he's a real good. One hundred percent. You know, and they've got a real good system. You know, they're playing homegrown kids. Mm -hmm. Their domestic leagues in good health. Even their second division is in good health. Yeah, like, I'm jealous. So, yeah, France. 
Easy for me, actually. You're never going to guess the team I picked. Okay. The team of the year. Team of the year? I think you're going to pick Fiji. No. Okay. I could have. I've guessed a lot wrong. I thought that would have been an easy one. Okay. Who are you picking? I picked England. Oh. <laughs> That's... Okay. you got to tell me. you got to tell me. I think the fact that they were completely written off. Yeah. And the shit show year that they Kinda had. Kind of deservedly, though. <laughs> yeah. But the shit show year that they had. Yeah. And then to go to a semifinal, yeah, and like just come a hairline from mm. winning it, mm. I was like, you couldn't ask for like anything. Like just, I think I kind of went with England the same way I went with Ian Foster. Yeah, yeah, because they had a fuck show of a year. Yeah, they did. And uh, everyone wrote them off. England wrote them off. Yeah, they did. I don't think there was anyone thinking they were going to. I thought they were going to lose to Argentina. They mm. didn't. I thought they were going to lose to Japan, mm. and they didn't. Yeah. Right? They should be beating those teams week on week. I thought they were right? going to lose to Fiji, and then they didn't. Yeah. I thought they were going to lose to South Africa, and then they completely changed my mind. At the end of that, that match, I was like, oh, this is this. I thought they were going to get battered by South Africa. I thought they'd beaten teams they should have beaten, and then all of a sudden they come up against a big boy, and they're going to get like the face punched in, but no, they, they stood up. I th- yeah, I thought they were going to get completely like mm. manhandled. I by think... South Africa, and it was the opposite. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, oh my god, where did... Like, they just... Every single player stepped up for that yeah. semifinal game. So yeah. for them to lose that game, yeah. that... Oh, man, that must have fucking hurt. Yeah. I think I think South Africa were better tactically, right? The, the... That's what came down. Tactics came yeah. down. Yeah. Like, rugby intelligence won that game. Because if you look at that last scrum, yeah. they baited England. Yeah. They baited England. They baited the ref. Yeah. <laughs> and they... They took that penalty. I was, I was sitting beside a guy. Yeah. I was sitting beside this South African guy, and he was going through every fucking emotion in this game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he was sitting with his wife, who was English, and yeah. they're, they're arguing. Really? And I'm just like razzing this guy the whole yeah, time. Yeah, I was like, yeah. you got to stay alive, man. He's, <laughs> like, he's like, I can't do it. I'm going to have a heart attack. <laughs> and I'm like, that scrum comes up, and I turned to him like, listen, they're baiting them right now. They're going to get a penalty. This game's over with. And yep. uh, that's exactly what happens. He looks at me. He's like, oh, my God, you're right. You're right. This guy was right, and he like kisses me. <laughs> Divorces guy... his wife. Yeah, he, marries like, kisses... Steve. Yeah, and, and like that tactics won that game. I thought their kicking was pretty impressive, but still, as but, well. but still, like what England like started off yeah. in twenty-two-two, mm. which was like a, just a fucking joke to where they ended. <laughs> I thought was uh, really good. They got like, third place. Mm. I th- yeah, you keep talking them up in terms of next World Cup winners because they've got. The right toolbox, and I, but okay. So when Steve Borthwick took over, and he had all these like really cookie cutter media answers, which answered no one's questions, but were just trying to please and placate people. Mm-hmm. I thought, who the hell have they picked? Right, like they've just grabbed someone quickly as Eddie Jones has disappeared into the night. Maybe I was wrong about that. I think everyone was wrong about it. But it, you know, I think they went for a safe choice. That's what I thought when they when they chose him. Yeah, I was like, this is just safe and comfortable. This is not going anywhere. But we do forget what he did with Leicester, which was really impressive, right? Mm-hmm. And then people are saying, well, he's not stepping up at international level. And I think his selection choices have been weird sometimes, right? The English media love harping on about selection choices as if it should be obvious. But people forget they have an insane talent pool, insane depth. So he's it is got difficult. a lot of players yeah. um, at his disposal. He does. So there is some things too like just to kind of take away from his aura mm. like he does have a lot of resources and he's for him you- to be successful and stuff and i think he was just getting the grips around that and yeah. i think he's starting to get the grips around that 
And I think the thing is, when Eddie Jones comes into a team historically, he hits the ground running, right? Mm-hmm. And because Steve Borthwick didn't, and Inglis expect to do well all the time, it was like, yeah. what's going on here? But here's the thing, right? They should have beaten Fiji, Argentina, Japan, because they should beat them with the resources and talent they've got every single year. Yeah, They happened to meet Fiji on the up, so it made it an interesting game. Mm-hmm. Um, and that South Africa game, that was when we started to see the resources and players in action. Right and okay, they're starting to find their confidence. But I think yeah, they're a, yeah they're a good team. But I think overall, a lot of England fans would be saying like they were a letdown this year. Because at the end of the day, like there's like the money and yeah, all the resources they have, their player uh, pool that they can choose from. Mm. Like at the end of the day, those players are still human beings. Yeah. Right, and they were dealing with some shit. Oh, like my heart. <clears throat> yeah, yeah. So much like I'm not an England fan at all. No, me too. But uh, yeah, just to see that. What uh what yeah where they started and where they ended off like yeah. you couldn't have, like that yeah, that's I feel exactly the same way about Wales complete success like I feel like Wales and England Wales, had a similar trajectory yeah. right Gatlin like, could, yeah Gatlin could have been easily coach of the year he could I been. actually was uh, debating that yeah because I was like oh he did a we know he can do that so it wasn't surprising which maybe made people mm-hmm. who were having a similar idea in their head go but where not. Wales were we were in a worse place than England were it dark and it's still yeah. not even one hundred percent better Georgia. And there was just a ton of shit in the background going on. There still is. There still is. It's actually impressive. People forget in that last Six Nations where we were dog shit mm-hmm. that the players were threatening strike action, right? That's unprecedented. What other team is talking about strike action and, and maybe not playing the game against England? If they hadn't played that game, the Welsh Rugby Union would have lost millions, right? It could just collapse the entire system. And even Gatlin said, like, if I knew the situation fully when I came back I probably wouldn't have came back like he yeah. even said that yeah he did yeah like that was before the world cup yeah 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 right so now you're he's saying that mm. players are saying this shit all mm. these stories coming out yeah, yeah you yeah. thought they were just going to be fucking like a disaster at the world cup yeah 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 and it was exact opposite yeah and that's why Wales Fiji was my game of the year because that was a game we could have lost and many people thought we should have lost mm-hmm. but we you know despite playing dumb in the second half We'd won that game by mm-hmm. about 50 minutes. And the Fiji were incredible and fought their way back into it with like raw talent. But we beat them, right? That was a, Yeah, they were a fucking amazing team. They were an amazing team. And, the, yeah. and the, the, the annoying thing for me, a question that I will never be able to answer is, did we play amazing against Australia or do Australia just suck right now? Australia sucks. We were kind of crossing each other you on the intersection. You guys destroyed them. They, they but it was, it was definitely both. But I, yeah. I really, in my heart, want to believe that is the seed of a quality emerging Wales team mm-hmm. and not just we played a dog shit Australia. Because both are true. But I, I want to know. I think both are true. <laughs> but I want to know which one is more relevant to Wales going forward, you know? It's oh, hard. It's I, hard would to say, say. I would say both. Yeah. Like, they were shit, but Wales were like. They they are on their game, yeah. Anscombe, it's annoying for me. They should they could have won the, they could have won that Argentina game oh, too. I, I I never felt that was theirs for the taking, and they just handed it to them. Yeah, well, we nearly handed Fiji a game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't want to talk about Wales too much because you know we're talking about good teams this year. We're still not amazing. Well, let's have a little bit of fun. We'll go to a fan question from yeah, our fan. We've got a few fan questions. We one hundred percent did not make these questions up ourselves. <laughs> our fans from all around the world. Fan. emailed us yeah yeah and uh yeah i'll let you go with your question first okay question from a fan all right might be the same fan get rid of scrums or red cards you had to choose you have to choose get rid of scrums or red cards i'm gonna get rid of red cards <laughs> why i can't what get about rid player of welfare i'd rather have a scrum you'd rather concussed cte guys walk around yeah I'd rather 
People just shoulder each other in the head. Drooling from the mouths. I think our fans are going to be really upset by that. <laughs> Would you get rid of a scrum or a red card? No, I totally agree with you. Yeah. but That was easy. Was it? Yeah. Did you write another one? Yeah, I did. Yeah, what so. would, okay, from a fan. Yeah. If you yeah, had... sorry, from a fan. What did they? What did the other fans write? That's the same fan. Uh, yeah. If you had a billion currency, I don't know, dollars, uh, how would you change world rugby? Oh. Or you could just buy your favorite team. You know, do what you want with that. You don't have to change anything. If I had a billion dollars yeah. to spend? Mm, on, rug on rugby union on this planet. Oh, my gosh. I, I would probably... I'd probably buy a club mm. in Canada. You'd just buy the arrows, sort them out. I wouldn't buy an MLR team. You'd make an MLR team. No, I wouldn't. I wouldn't. Okay. I wouldn't make an MLR team. I'd, it would be like a. Because you could. I would like if I had a billion dollars, I'd mm. probably spend it. I would. I would try to like buy a team in like Toronto because mm -hmm. that's the closest to Europe, and yeah. then try to get a team in one of the leagues there. Oh, that would be cool. Kind of like the Wolfpack in rugby league. Yeah, it would be like yeah, a Toronto team in the URC. Right. Or in the prem, whatever the fuck, whoever let me in, they would. I'm not sure they would let you because they want TV deal rights. Even with a billion dollars, they might just be like, "What are you bring into the table?" I think it was a billionaire. I had a billion dollars yeah, on the team. Just like give him five hundred million. I think they'll just let me. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Just give him a million every year for the sake of it. They might be like, "Okay, yeah, you can stay." I think that's something I would, I'd love to do. Yeah. Or I'd probably like. Um, yeah, I would definitely buy a club mm. if I could too. I think so. I think both of us would probably do selfish things with the money instead yeah, of I don't, the bad. I don't know. I, yeah, game. I don't. I'm not smart enough to like. Yeah, me uh, too. Use the money to fix the game. No, and I don't think money fixes it, does it? It's people. It's also, leadership. I think a lot of a lot of problems people like have with the game. Mm. I really kind of don't have. No, me too. We we're like, talking about this. TMO issues. I don't have a problem with TMO no, issues. No, me too, man. Like, I I don't know if there's like, um, I think one thing would be like, yeah, the I love tier the two system. nations. Mm. the disadvantage tier two nations have yeah. but there's a plethora of problems and those get political in some countries too they do with their issues and there's corruption right and the corruption like yeah. those are things i wouldn't have i wouldn't be able to like fix. Was, was it the samoan team that were caught to have been just spending the money given to them like the the head of the union was just yeah they just it. had like four million dollars just disappear yeah like, I don't so, know, yeah, we don't know where the careful. money was can you help like can you help us find a camera watch give us a million dollars and an interview <laughs> with the head of like i think it was rugby samoa and he's like yeah. They're like, where did all the money go? We don't know. Can you help us? <laughs> it's like, oh my gosh. Oh like, What's how corrupt is this? Yeah, and I wouldn't be able to fix Rugby Canada. They need money, though, to be fair. They actually do need money. They do, but if it, I don't know if you gave them the money, they would know what to do with it. I think if How they... many players, how many registered players are in Canada? This is 32. And the amount of money we give Rugby Canada every year? Me and you specifically. I paid him three hundred and fifty dollars, <laughs> yeah. and I played three games of rugby this season. Yeah, because I think it's. A, I think I think there's like a hundred dollars per player. Mm. Yeah, they have money across the country. If okay, so to fix North American rugby, I'll keep it brief. I promise. You just need to schedule regular matches in in close proximity, right? But they can't even get that done. No, that's baffling. Why can't you just schedule a match with Chile in the USA? Like, why can't you have an American Six Nations? It'd be presumably, if you had the money, relatively. Well, they easy. have a thing coming now down the pipeline. They do, yeah. But, but why is it taking them this long? Like, their their players in France want to play for Canada. Well, we'll get the players who are here to play the games. You know, when they re-signed Kingsley Jones, mm, it's a dark day. When they did that, yeah, there's no hope. Like these, like yeah. It's like, all they can afford. It's all they can afford. 
It's like you're, you're expect you can expect anything from them. Mm. Yeah, we have a huge plan to like just inject Rugby Canada with money. We're opening four hot dog stands <laughs> in Vancouver. <laughs> what? Yeah. Like, like that's the level of intelligence, but anyway, yeah, like, that could like be afford. That's a good business idea. Brings in money. Here's my question for uh, you. Okay, this is a good one too. Okay, if you can take any player mm. from any other nation mm. to play for Wales, who would you pick? Oh, I like it. It's either a hooker or a lock. I think. Oh, I think I'd like Dan Sheehan. Which is harsh because Dewey Lake is our new, young, sexy, upcoming hooker. Yeah. But Dan Sheehan is, you know, he just does so much around the field. He pops up on the wing. I thought you were going to pick Owen Farrell. Right. How dare you? How dare you? I think, I think we've got, we're, like, Tan is going to be a weird one, but I wouldn't, I'd rather, you know, drink my own piss. Joe Marler. <laughs> I'm going to pick Joe Marler. <laughs> I'm going to pick him. I'm going to pick him. No, thanks. That's no, a bit. Ooh. Oh, if we were talking about locks, yeah. You can have any, yeah. Yeah, talk about locks, yeah. But um, you pick Dan Sheehan. I think I picked Dan Sheehan because I want someone young as well. Like, we've got leadership, I think. We've mm-hmm. just, we just need a bit of X-Factor youth in the forward pack. I think that's what we're missing. Dav Jenkins looks like the real deal. He's captaining Exeter regularly. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Adam Beard, he has his critics. He's okay. I, don't, I, I think I fall somewhere in between. I don't hate him. I don't love him. He's good enough. Uh, Will Rollins is good. Like we just don't. I can't think of many of our forwards. Jack Morgan's a bit of an X factor player. Dewey Lake is good, but I actually don't think Dewey Lake is kind of dynamic enough around the field to to kind of be a a guy for the future as much as some people think. Which is a sad thing to say because he captained Wales under twenties. Like he's he's really good. I just think Dan Sheen's a bit better. Maybe that's a bit of a. Now now you're saying it. Now I do want Ebenezer Beth actually. I would also take uh, Quagga Smith, my player of the year. <laughs> yeah, yeah, love that guy. We don't uh, see Ecclesi. I think the thing. I think the thing about Wales is like we've always had like charismatic leaders. You know, mm-hmm. like Sam Warburton, Alan Wynne Jones. Like as much as I love Ecclesi, we don't need that mold of player. We don't need the guy who's good at talking to refs, who's also a really good flanker. You know, I think Jack Morgan's that guy. You wouldn't take Peter O'Mani? No, <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah. I don't. No, I don't think he's. Yeah. Well, that's about it. Yeah. All right. right. Thanks, Bye. everyone, for listening. You can catch us on almost all podcast platforms. Almost. Why pretty soon. All, why say almost? Oh. Yeah. That's my fault, isn't it? Someone. Uh, Ooh. Yeah. Ooh. Okay. And so. you can uh, reach us at thefriendsofrugbypod at gmail.com. Cool. Yeah, we got our own email now. Nice. All right. Thank Can't you guys for question. listening. Happy Christmas, guys. Yeah. See you next week. <laughs>